Is that a Yingling, Yingling I spy? My little eye? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was pounding a tall boy Yingling in Harry Potter world. And I was waiting for the dragon to breathe fire, but it was it had been raining, and so they, they weren't firing off the dragon breath. So that kinda kinda killed my buzz. What's up? What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast, group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Hey everybody, how's it going? And surprise guest from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. Change of plans. He wasn't supposed to be here tonight. He is now. How you doing? <laughs> Coming in the clutch like like a Manny, <laughs> Manny uh, or something, dude. Um, glad to be here. All right, guys. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with this race. I pretty much, um, I was like scribbling in the margins, writing my notes for this one. It was just an absurd amount of things that happened. Let's go just again, as we always do, first First main takeaway from from watching the race this weekend. Is it possible to have just one takeaway? Like John, you can go, but what, like one takeaway. No, it's everything. But what's your like? Like, what are you remembering from it now? Like, what's the John, first thing? Thought, I saw like you had some. Like you were about to yeah, the first thing that pops into my head is just that we all witnessed a miracle this weekend, and and you know, and what went down with that Zhu Guan Yu crash. I mean, to see that dude walk away without even a scrape whatsoever. It's truly incredible. He was back in the paddock yeah, before the racing. Yeah. Uh, who's the Who's the FIA director? The Italian guy whose name? Uh, oh, I can't. I can't remember like his name. But yeah, I know his the hair, photo, like yeah. uh, like he's a Grandpa Joe or something. You know, making sure he's all right yeah. in the paddock after the crash. Um, but yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Um, well, there's so many obvious ones. Um, since Johnny went with the Joguen Ucrass, I think that's absolutely the the right call there. Um, but in the sake of being different, I'm going to go with the absolute clown show that is Ferrari's strategy and how this continues to happen. And despite their best efforts, their drivers are achieving success despite what the team wants. So that's probably my – I'm convinced they're, they're trying to throw this. It's, it's incredible. Ferrari won the race despite the best efforts of Ferrari. Yes, <laughs> I think is like a great way to summarize this race. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's incredible. Um, but that's my main. That's my like right off the bat outside of the crash and you know whatever else. That's one of my main takeaways from Silverstone. Yeah, I, and I mean like yeah, those are those are the 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 two big ones for me. Obviously, um, it was just. I don't know. I guess I guess like again for the sake of being different, like my main takeaway is just like holy crap, what a Sunday. Like oh, what yeah. a race, yeah, what a two and a half, three hours that was. Dude, particularly best the, race of the year. Those last five oh, to ten question? laps right at the no end. Question. Yeah, race of the year for sure. No yeah, basically question. like last fifteen laps were perfect. Best race of the year. I'm thinking like that that was and we'll we'll get more into this later, but like that that racing between Perez, Hamilton, and Leclerc yeah. late in that race was the best racing that I've seen since I've gotten into Formula One. Like, yeah, genuinely, I I couldn't think of a single instance like, and it's partially the new regulations allowing the cars to you know battle closer together and all this stuff. But like, I mean that it was incredible. It was and and thankfully we got to like enjoy that knowing that Joe and Alex Albon were okay. Like it, it just everything came together. Max had some, you know, some damage because uh, he, you know, drove over part of an Alpha Tauri. So Max is stuck down in P8. Like it's everything I could ask for in a weekend. I just like it was just it was perfection, or darn near perfection in my eyes. But we'll get into all of the race stuff. But I guess we got to start with the start of the race, which was that horrific looking crash. Uh, Joe Guan Yu. There were a lot of moving parts. Like I had people asking me, like, "Oh, like was was it Russell's fault? Like who didn't see it? Like should he have been penalized? Like did did somebody barrel into him?" It was, and I kept saying there were a lot of moving parts. It wasn't anybody's <laughs> fault. Um, but did you guys see that? Because they obviously didn't show replays for the first like thirty minutes until they made sure he was okay. Did you guys happen to see it live, or was it like did you see it like on when people started recording their TVs and tweeting it so, out? Like what was your experience? So I saw it. I, I obviously like as everybody I was watching on TV, it was F1 TV, and I saw a car sliding in the back. I knew there was a huge crash, but I didn't initially realize that he was upside down. I was like, yeah. okay, he was sliding. And then there was like I was checking Twitter and whatnot, refreshing that they were getting like, yo, like he's he was he slid upside down for like a, a long, long time. And that's when it was kind of like like 
oh damn, like this dude might not be okay. And that's when it was kind of like, yeah. all right, we haven't seen a replay. I'm getting pretty nervous now. Um, and then gradually more and more starts to came out and it was like, oh, that is just, no, it was, it was, it was really scary because like he didn't, yeah. he was going to be okay for a long, long time. And yeah, yeah, it was dicey. I said like 30 minutes. I don't know how long it actually was, but it, it was felt like at least that like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was so. 15, 20 for sure. I watched it live and you see the guy, you see a guy do barrel rolls as in plural flips into the fence that's supposed to keep his car from flying into the crowd. And, and you know, you, you start hearing the announcers talking about how um, oh, they're putting Jew into the ambulance and stuff and your mind starts racing. And then they brought the sheet yeah. out to like cover him yeah. as they were taking him out of the car. And it's like, that's, that's not scary, good. dude. And not then you start seeing, sign. you start seeing blurry screen grabs on Twitter of him upside down yeah. and there's sparks flying everywhere. And, and you know, it's uh, unfortunately that, that, that stuff does cross your mind when incidents like that happen. But um, again, another, another point in the, in the wind column for the halo. Yeah. Props, big halo guys around. Yeah. Here. Pretty much every, every safety measure worked to perfection with the exception of like the uh, what do they call it? The, the roll hoop, which basically like disintegrated as he skidded upside down. But other than that, I mean, the, the tire wall, the catch fence, like all of these things, like the halo, obviously, like, like I just, if you watch, if, if you're 50 years old and you've been watching formula one your entire life and, and you know, they haven't watched since the halo was introduced and you showed them a video of that crash, they would, they would look away and be like, that guy is dead. Yeah. Like there is no chance that he survived that crash. You get turned into a meat crayon that way, dude. Yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous still watching that replay, like knowing that he like walked away and was back in the paddock just fine afterwards. Like it really just shows how far we've come in terms of all these safety measures, um, which is obviously a very good thing. But it's like, man, there's some things you just like can't get like desensitized to. And it's like seeing a man in a car like with that. And then when he gets wedged in between the the catch fence and the, and the tire wall, and that's something they said they're going to look into that George Russell talked about after the race as like, yeah, you, you learn from all these crashes and hopefully they maybe, you know, separate those a little bit. So you don't end up in such a compromised position. I was there, just, I was just nervous that, and obviously it didn't happen, but the kind of the first thing that went through my mind after I like, watched a few times, was like, man, like thank God his car didn't catch on fire. Cause that would not, yeah, because he he couldn't get out he, exactly. He yeah, he was pinned between a wall and a, the tire barrier. Yeah, and is stuck in his car. Like, yeah, no, I, I they there's a, a like former I can't remember his name, but there's a there's a former like former racing driver on like the Scuderia F1 podcast. I need to stop plugging other podcasts, but uh, they do a great job. And they asked him like what like he's been in crashes, and they like you know we're like hey like what like what goes through your mind in that moment? And it's like you know you're skidding upside down like you know, or whatever the situation is. And you end up like wedged in between two things like that. Like time slows down and you're thinking like, is this it? Like, what if the car catches on fire? I can't get out of here. You're thinking the worst. Yeah. We're thinking the worst, like seeing him there. Cause nobody could have gotten to him. Had that car no. caught on fire. No. Like it, 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 cause the, the last time that, you know, we saw something that like made us feel this way was the Roman Grosjean yeah. crash. Um, over there in um, you know in Bahrain, I think it was, but man, yeah, it's just I'm I'm thankful that it's at least been it's been a while since we've seen that happen, and I hope that it's a long time before we see it again because yeah. that was uh, not a fun time. And then lost in the shuffle somehow is Alex Albin going to a going to the hospital, and and was pretty much completely forgotten about. Like you know, it's not anybody's fault. No. Like when you see the Joe crash, obviously you're gonna. That that's in the front of your mind, but um, Albin took a pretty a pretty hefty shunt there. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched the onboards from that, but he gets like just it literally looked like bumper cars. Yeah. And after that uh, that Albin crash, he gets hit from, uh, from behind by Vettel, comes to the wall, and then he springs back out into the road, it's and Ocon. it's like someone hits him in the back, someone hits him in the front, yeah, and he's just getting knocked every which way. So he went to the hospital because the like G force sensor in the car goes off when there's an impact you know above a certain certain level so anything anything else in the crash i mean thank god for all the safety measures uh i guess real quick just yeah the halo saved two lives that day was it nasani in the f2 race earlier that day like i i've never personally met anybody that uh that is against the halo anymore but if you're out there yeah i don't know just know we all hate you yeah 
Like, you're you're wrong. I just uh, want to touch on how it happened. It's just unfortunate how that all went down, too, because the initial impact wasn't anything crazy. You know, it's it's Gasly trying to – he's trying to get into the corner, and, and, and then he ends up getting sandwiched by by Russell. And uh, Russell's, Russell's hands move like yeah. – six degrees on the steering wheel to like just slide over a little bit and it was what one tire on one tire and it ended up and then that would have like probably had a a, you know very serious sad outcome um at any point in the past if that if that had happened so so yeah really 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 tough to watch situation just sitting there you know not knowing what was going to happen um, but thankfully, they uh, they were both okay. They got got word back to to all the guys um, in the paddock that that they were going to be okay, and we got to restart the race. And I guess this is like the transitionary period here in the pod. Yes, on to the happy stuff. Yeah, the, the very very happy stuff. Yeah, our initial race start before the the crash had happened. Max Verstappen smoked Carlos Sainz. Right, like he was off in the distance, and he was never going to be called. Oh, that race was, on the initial oh, race. That race was over. That was, it was over. It was over. I was like, oh no. He, I mean, watching it there was like, you know, like, oh, I was like, okay, Carl Sainz got pulled. What's going to happen? Verstappen is going to blow him off the line, and then we're going to be like, yeah. that's it. He, he looked like, that was the worst like case Fernando scenario. Alonso starting on pole out there, dude. The way he just <laughs> lost position immediately, man. It was. Absolutely, it was it was hard to watch because like and like Crofty blesses soul like on the, on the broadcast because you know the race start they show it from an angle where you can't really see it's like from down the line so you have no perspective on who's really you know speeding away so I'm, I kind of rely on the announcer and he's like uh, signs gets away quick oh but Max is way quicker I was like you <laughs> come on man like Carlos didn't start quick he got absolutely smoked no he didn't yeah he was not fast at all. So because they didn't complete a lap uh, before that red flag was shown for the Joe and Albin and everybody incident, they restarted in the initial position. And Alex Albin basically said, if you know, I'm taking you with me if if, if you want to get past me. Neither one of us is finishing this race. If you want to get past me on this main straightaway, got to respect the hustle. Uh, was that fair play from out Al- or from uh, from signs? I mean, on the on, on the restart, because he really squeezed him. Okay, first signs, not Alvin. I was a little, I was a little confused there. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said okay, Alvin okay. twice. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. signs. I, yeah, he. It was fair play, but man, he was like, we're not. It was on like, the edge. I'll crash us both. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he is squeezed. And it was a great driving by signs. I don't think anything was, you know, malicious. But man, they, yeah, he he cut about as close as he possibly could, and good for him. Good for being, you know, yeah. like yeah. he knew what he had to do to keep the lead. And he had to drive perfect, and he, he did at the start. And then yeah. outside of him having some issues a couple laps later, um, where Verstappen passed him, you know, he had a great, great race. Yeah, signs did completely run off the road, yeah. to be fair. Hey, but hey, <laughs> to, what, to what goes around comes around. And, and you know, Max Max is – I mean, signs knew who was driving right behind him. Like, yeah. uh, Max sticks his elbows out every once in a while. Shoot, he even did it in in this race. Uh, um Yep. So, uh, sure. Signs did. It did take a redo for Signs yeah. to actually do it right. But hey, he he got it right eventually. Um, Ferrari got in, got in position. Um, you know, Signs out front. Leclerc, you know, right there behind him. We saw some great battling with a uh, Leclerc. Perez made contact damage for both of them, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the early early Perez first two early laps pit. of that race. Yeah, Perez. They 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 showed him the meatball flag and made him come in, I believe. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, incredible racing early on where it was, I mean, I was watching, I watched the replay of the race earlier today and it was still hard to tell who was who, Yeah, like you didn't, it was two Ferraris and two Red Bulls and everyone's switching places and running into each other. Um, absolute chaos on the restart, but it was just f- mostly phenomenal racing besides them, obviously, uh, uh, making contact, but basically set up Ferrari, uh, you know, in, in a, in a pretty good position. They did not end the race in as good of a position as they could have. I want to jump right into yeah, this. Too. That's a like Ferrari screwed this up again, right? And and obviously, yeah. just just to quickly recap, like there was a safety car, you know, lap like you know forty or whatever it was, and um and they pitted signs and not Leclerc. Yeah, and everyone came in. 
and and they left Leclerc out there on old hard tires when everyone just got a free pit for softs. They left him out there with wing damage as a sitting duck, and he he's their championship contender. Like they completely bottled this, right? Oh, Ferrari, yeah, they absolutely bottled it. It, it was it was just crazy. I, I think that I think the thing that was so was so obvious it was that whatever Ferrari was going to do was going to be wrong. Yeah. It was going to be wrong. And it was like they had two chances, essentially in the early and then later in the race, to just not do the wrong thing. And somehow they managed to pick the both the, the wrong situation twice. And it just, it just floors me how Ferrari can keep having these mistakes and keep making these mistakes. Um, and Mattia, Mattia, Mattia Benino, but, but I'm, I'm – Bonato. Bonato, I'm butchering the. I always mix up the vowels in there. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, no, sorry to our Italian listeners. I, but that's not my language. Um, Matteo Benito. English is yeah, a funny language, isn't it? Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, they consistently make these mistakes, and just when they get asked about, it, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, that's what we wanted to do. We we had the right plan." It's like, no, you clearly didn't. It's just, I don't know. They, yeah. And I, I can tell it's frustrating Leclerc. It's fr- it's obviously frustrating signs. Like, I mean, we've all seen the video of Leclerc talking to Verstappen and Verstappen's face. Like, what? Like, they wanted you to do what now? Like, it's just. It's, yeah. It's well, and there was the video of Bonato talking to talking to Leclerc after the race. And it looked like a like, hey, don't you go and bash us to the media yeah, again. Like, it did. I, I don't know what that conversation could have been if it if, if it was something positive. It just doesn't make any sense. No, Johnny it was, thoughts. It was a juicy conversation regardless. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. These guys just can't get out of their own way. And, and they were the benefactors. Yeah, well the benefactors again of of red of damage to the Red Bull and Max not running at a hundred percent. You get a safety car there at the end to spice things up a little bit. But I mean but, you know, they're asking signs to leave 10 car lengths between him and, and, and Leclerc. And I don't know. There's just nonsense. It's pathetic well, at this point. What, I mean, I mean, what was clearly going to happen was that they were it was like Hamilton was going to catch them. It was going to – Hamilton was going to catch him. Perez was going to catch him. Perez was going to catch yeah. him. And then Verstappen. Well, going to catch Leclerc, yeah. And it's like – They left him out on old hard tires with a, with a restart. They're on old, they're on new softs then, right behind him. And the softs were at getting up to speed way quicker. And instructed signs to yet still stay behind him. Yeah. That was their answer to their own mistake, yeah. it seemed. It, was, yeah. it seemed like they realized, oh, wow, Leclerc's a sitting duck. Hey, Carlos – can you back up this train of cars that are going to overtake us real quick? <laughs> that was their answer to their mistake when it's like, dude, you pay strategists so much money to throughout the race be like, okay, if there's a safety car here, what do we do? And they bottled it. And clearly the fact that they asked signs to give him 10 car lengths indicates to me that somebody knew that they had made a mistake and they were trying to make up for it. But after the race, Bonato goes out there and says, we made the right call. We were worried about this. We were worried about X happening. If X had happened, if we brought in LeClaire and everyone else stayed out, um, then, you know, we didn't want that to happen. You know, I get it. It's tough being in the lead of a race. You don't want to concede track position and in in being in first place. But you're telling me that the way with the way Charles LeClaire was driving, you were your worst case scenario. You were afraid of bringing Charles LeClaire out on um, new soft tires to chase down people on older tires. You thought that's that was what you were afraid of, so you left him hanging out to dry. There's just no, I, it just exactly. it doesn't there's, make any there's sense. No to explanation me. for what they did. Yeah, and they couldn't own up to any of it. Was on top of it all. Thank they're still going to sit and, here and, and lie in our or, you know, piss on our head and tell us it's raining. And, like. and thank God, uh, Carlos Sainz decided to you know say f that. I'm <laughs> I'm overtaking this dude, and we're winning this race. Or else they would have been they would have had pie on their face again. Or egg on their face, whatever the. the <laughs> I believe I believe it's egg. I think I think pie on the yeah. face is a, a slightly more positive. Pie on your face, positive face. <laughs> doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, now I've that I've never think heard that it. before. Yeah, like, actually, pie on the <laughs> face. They had pie on their face. Egg on the pie. face. No pie cake. Yes. Here was uh here was the message. Uh, here was the message uh, from from Carlos Sainz when they when they told That's him uh, th- those orders. Please don't ask these things. Please, please, stop it. 
I was trying to, I was going to try to save that for uh, a segment where maybe you guys were asking some questions that I thought were ridiculous. And I was going to, I was going to whip it. And guys, Stop don't inventing. ask, don't ask me these questions. Stop inventing. Stop inventing. Um, but, no, yeah, good for him. He did the same thing in Monaco yeah, when well, they when they tried to bring them in and they screwed Leclerc and Signs was you know it's just it's like it's not it's not Leclerc's fault that he's following the team instructions. There there are people that are paid to make these decisions, but man, yeah, at a certain point, Leclerc is going to have to start putting his foot down. Like, put yourself in Leclerc's shoes. How how done are you guys with like with this team? If you're if you're Leclerc right now, his like serious. he's still saying all the right things, but his body language after the races is, is showing a lot for me. I said at the end of the year, one of these drivers is going to leave. And I thought it was because of a different reason, but now it's look, I mean, I'm telling you, man, like I've been thinking about that a lot. If, the last couple of weeks, if I'm either one of these guys and um, a team that like, you know, had some solid strategy approach me and threw a boatload of money at me. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe not as fast of a car, but my God, if you're strategy, like the amount just Ferrari's just, they're crazy to me. They, it's, it's, it looks like they have completely forgotten how to fight for a championship. And it hasn't been that long. But it seems like it seems like if all of the sudden the Williams was like the second fastest car on the grid this year or maybe the fastest and and they'd make these decisions and be like but they're Williams like they don't they don't know any better like you know like these aren't the best in the biz it's Williams they're the 10th best in the biz. That's what Ferrari's doing week in and week out. And I got a text from Lucas Geisler uh, friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, pod, who said, we have to start asking if Matteo Bonato created the Ferrari clown meme and is doing what he can to keep it relevant. And it th- that makes more sense to me than any other explanation for what they did, is that he he's somehow making money on that clown yeah. meme getting used every week. Every time that gets tweeted, yeah. he's pocketing some sense. Clicks drive ad revenue, baby. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. He's he's like just destroying his own team. He's sabotaging Ferrari for the sake of this meme because I there's there's just no other ex, other explanation for uh, for what Ferrari's been doing. They're not out of it yet, but we've been we've said this before. They need to get it together. They really need to get it together. Because Leclerc gained six points on Max Verstappen. You get Max Verstappen taking damage to his car, finish in eighth place, probably finished, should have finished worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. And Charles Leclerc was in a golden position to win that race with 20 laps left. And he only gained six points on Max, which still uh, leaves him 20. 43 back. 43 points back of, of Max Verstappen. Like, They've done this. We, Charles Leclerc could have won four of the last six races. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't been on a podium. Yeah, man. For the, the whole time. It's, it's, it's brutal. I'm sorry I'm ranting, but you guys know me. I'm a That's valid. You know, Leclerc, Leclerc fanboy. I just, I can't, I can't take the same more. They need to, they need to figure something out. Other than, um, the uh, Ferrari drama at the front, um, Carlos Sainz took his maiden win. So from, from Ferrari drama to, you know, Ferrari positives. That was, that was awesome to see. Um, I think we, all of us like Carlos Sainz. I've never met anyone who doesn't like Carlos Sainz. Awesome to see. Very happy for him, but I have a couple points. Number one, he is the first, this is just a fun fact. The first, uh, the first F1 driver to win um, on his maiden pole. So, you know, your first pole, and to win from that position the first time since Pastor Maldonado in 26 or I'm sorry in 2012 um the last three drivers to 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 get pole for the first time in their career were Sergio Perez at Jeddah this year um did not win obviously Lando Norris at Russia last year heartbreaking and Lance Stroll in Turkey <laughs> um in the rain I believe in 2020 um just a, a wild race with ra- uh, racing point there, but yeah, Pastor Maldonado, Lance Stroll. In a when we're talking about polls, I had to, I had to jump to that. Now back to Carlos Sainz. D- do you guys? We're happy for him. Did he deserve that win? No, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just asking the question. Absolutely, no. absolutely. Uh, to me, it was, for him, it wasn't a perfect race by any means, and uh, you know he was sloppy early on there. He, he he's trying to do too much. He overshoots a turn, and and Verstappen. He got a redo on the ra- yeah. on the race start. 
Yeah, I mean, how many chances uh, can you get? I mean, eventually, you know, it finally worked out for him. But then, uh, so, Johnny, are you on team? He did not deserve it. I'm sorry, I missed your answer. Uh, if you had to say, see, that's 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 hard to answer because I I, I don't think was he the most deserving driver of a victory on Sunday? N- well, in my opinion, no. That's a that's a that's a tough. That's a that's a tough question to ask. I'm not trying to crap on Carlos Sainz, okay? Like, I, no, I think that's like you know what is what is deserving of victory to me. The guy, he, what is I, I think, deserving? I think the fact that he didn't have a perfect race made it him more deserving because the man he overcame a lot of adversity. I completely agree. If if the Ferrari strategy stuff didn't Even happen, I, I I think that overcoming that stuff is great. But but Ferrari inadvertently kind of handed it to him. I mean, he still had to go out there and do it. Like I get it. Yeah. Like I just don't. I just don't think these guys are all so good and so skilled. And there's so many just other variables and moving parts of all these drives. You don't just accidentally just luck into a win. Like you don't just oh tell man. that to Esteban Ocon. I, I, not, <laughs> not, not even Ocon. Like you, I, I'm sorry, Ocon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You it's don't shot, just yeah. luck into a win. Like there's a reason. There's a reason why. So I think anytime somebody wins a race, they are absolutely deserving of that win. No, I I I largely agree with you. I think, and, and I was so happy for him. And it, it wasn't until because I was like watching the race, like there were like a lot of people with us, like I couldn't have the volume on. So like my main takeaway was just like, wow, I'm so happy for Carlos. And then once I like started getting on Twitter and seeing like what everyone was saying, I started to realize like, oh man, yeah, Ferrari did kind of screw Leclerc out of that. But no, my first thought was just like nothing but praise for Carlos. I thought he like navigated a treacherous waters all day and and he came out on top and it like it doesn't matter for you know for every time that that happens there's a time where you deserve a win and you don't get it. Like so when you win, it's because you've been doing the right thing for so long that it pays off. And yeah, I'm, again, not trying to discount Carlos signs. That's why I had to, had to clarify that there. But I, I thought, you know, as the, as the, the ESPN first take of, of F1 podcast, I just felt we had to Stephen A. Smith it for a yeah. little bit. And no, and uh, I agree with you guys. And argue whether the guy who won the race deserved to win the race. And, and I agree with you guys. I don't want to crap on signs. He, he deserved it. You know, the, the whole, all that second place signs crap. Um, you know, thrown in the wind now, but um, just to me, I don't think he had the best drive on the day. Who would you say had the best drive on the day? Just to, as a segue here, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. And is that yeah. your your uh, be- best drive of the day? Yeah, I'd say Lewis. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Kind of kind of hard to argue with that. The dude just brings uh, a, yeah, like we the dude just brings earlier. another level to Silverstone. Like it's just like for as good as he is, he hits he finds an extra gear at Silverstone. And we like there there were a couple of moments that I remember specifically where my brain said Lewis Hamilton might actually win this race. Oh, I was <laughs> like that was a that was a real it was a, it wasn't just like Oh, I'm gonna throw five dollars on Lewis Hamilton at uh, you know fifty to one to win before the weekend. It was like he might actually do this. When thing. he was in third behind two Ferraris, my brain was Lewis Hamilton's gonna win this race. Yeah, because Ferrari's gonna mess it up, and Lewis Hamilton's gonna win this race. <laughs> and I said that watching with a hundred percent confidence, not an ounce of sarcasm or doubt in my voice. That is what was gonna happen. Because he, you are always ready to 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 you know discount Ferrari or assume the worst worst from Ferrari strategy and you know what you're almost always right mm-hmm. so the fact just to see him on the podium even was was incredible that again that battle with Checo and Leclerc was dude that was awesome the best racing because awesome. the two of them were locked into an absolute dogfight, right and you don't even see <laughs> Lewis Hamilton in the frame and all of a sudden he just takes the inside line and, and, then, he's, and then he passes awesome. both of them because someone went wide and yeah Crofty Crofty and there comes Hamilton the roar of the crowd I got goosebumps watching the replay of that earlier like it was it was incredible. That was the one moment where it's like I was like, I don't care who's in this room with me. I'm turning the volume up for for this moment because I want to hear the the roar of the Silverstone crowd. Yeah, 140,000 people, 150,000 people, I believe, awesome. there on Sunday. Um, 
absolutely massive. And Lewis did it all without his teammate. I mean, Russell went out on the exactly. very first lap. You know, he was solo. Dolo. He breaks his streak of uh, top fives. George Russell on um on yeah that uh, that unfortunate incident that, that caused the the Joe crash. Um, you want to give a, some quick praise to George Russell for being uh, so fast to you know go and and uh, try to you know draw attention to to the crash and get make sure everybody was over there trying to help Joe out. Uh, got out of the car. That might have been one of the reasons they didn't let him restart, even though they had a red flag to try to repair the damage on the car. Um, but he, you know, hopped out and, and ran up and was on the tire wall waving people over. Um, seems like a, a top lad, as the as the Brits would say. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that was a. Um, I didn't think that was just for show either. I think that was him. Or he, it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, look at me, look at me. I think he was genuinely concerned. No, no absolutely. It was, it was a human reaction. Yeah, I think it came from a, a point of him just being like, "Oh man, like we got to go figure this out. Like this, yeah. this race is important. But yeah. I, I want him to, I want Joe to be okay." Yeah, no, that's one of those moments where where it, it's you're you're operating purely on instinct, and his first instinct was that to go yeah. and and try and help. I think it was Callum Eilat who tweeted like that in F two there was a crash and George Russell was the, 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 like, and he was upside down and George Russell was the first one, like, like got out of his car and sprinted over yeah. to help him. Like not the first time he's done that. Um, again, he was, yeah, um, top George was quick to defend uh, Gasly too there uh, post race. I know um, people were kind of laying it on a Gasly there for, you know, blaming it. Yeah. Forcing the crash on him hand, and, yeah. and, and George Russell, you know, accepted, you know, took a part of the blame there. Uh, you, you know, not that he had to or anything, but, um, you know, definitely a top lad, I would say. Top lad. Top lad, indeed, George Russell. So M- Mercedes, yeah, uh, Hamilton Hamilton fills in the gap, finishes third. Um, they're, they're still firmly in third place. They're in third place with uh, 204 points is Mercedes. Somehow, some way, we talked about this last week, McLaren is still in fourth place. <laughs> this is... Mercedes has 204. McLaren has 73. McLaren this season is just, I. Ferrari's Ferrari strategist with a horrible car. Yeah. It's like if you, if you get Daniel Ricardo as one of your drivers. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) man. Like he's, he's been awful and it's just like, what, what are we doing here? The crazy thing is that like, he's, he has as many like Gasly, Magnuson, Vettel, all, the Gasly, Magnuson, Vettel, Ricardo, and Yuki are basically all within about a point of each. Well, Yuki has eleven points. Yeah, yeah 16, 16, 15, 15, 15. Yeah, yeah. So, that's not that's not good though. Like no, Sonoda and Gasly are like, one of these things is not like off. the other. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo should not be tied with Vettel. The McLaren is the McLaren has problems, but the McLaren is infinitely better than the Aston Martin. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, and I would have thought that Vettel at this age you know, that Ricardo should be able to beat him on talent as well as on the, the car, but we're not seeing it. Um, Daniel Ricardo started this race in, let me see, 14th place. Finished the, finished behind, here's, here's a great summary of Ricardo's race. He finished behind the TV. Hey, that was one of the things <laughs> I did. Latifi did have a good weekend and we'll, we will get to that. I did. I wrote down a couple of notes about Latifi because yeah, great weekend for go Tifi, but Daniel Ricardo started 14th. There were six total DNFs in this race, right? Four of those DNFs happened in front of Daniel Ricardo. He was 14th. He was 14th. Four DNFs in front of him. He finished 13th. Because he was losing out to the Hasses and the Williamses of the world. Terrible weekend. I, I can't it's think just, of a worse weekend. It's indefensible. And it's just there's this continues to happen again and again and again. And Norris was Norris was better. Um, I mean, he still wasn't where he was. Yeah, Norris before, went but, uh, what uh, started sixth and or yeah started sixth, finished sixth. That's solid. That's where McLaren should be. That's a good weekend for McLaren. Yeah, but not. 13th behind. I mean, the fact that Ricardo wasn't able to score any points all this weekend with, like you said, uh, with 16 of cars that are four in front of, of him. cars that are normally going to finish in front of some cars that would finish in front of him. It's just outside. I mean, it's always right after we think he's starting to turn the corner too that he just drops an absolute dud. <laughs> and, you know, it's getting hard to watch at this point. Um, 
I mean, he like finished, he finished 11th last week. I, I wasn't very high. Yeah. I don't think we we thought this was the turnaround, but no, it's <sighs> it's just every time it's getting really bad, we think that you know he'll be able to pull it pull it back, you know, and he just it seems to just be snowballing at this point versus like him having a bad run and, and turning around. It seems to be getting worse and worse each week. Yeah, it's not getting better. All right, here we are. We've arrived for the first time at least all season, if not um, in a little bit longer. This is the Nicholas Latifi positive podcast hour <laughs> with the Yank Shaft boys. Nicholas Latifi finishes 12th ahead of Daniel Ricardo, and also found out because I had to dig into these stats. It was his first Q3 ever for the young Canadian this week. Like, Joe Guan Yu, he did that Last week, his eighth race, Nicholas Latifi, never until right now. Um, but, you know, I got nothing bad to say about him. He, he was he was driving. He, he did really well on the the initial race start. He, he passed a few guys like it was a it was a good weekend from Nicholas Latifi. And we generally don't have any positive things to say about him. So now's our time to get them all out that uh, he, he I'm not saying he redeemed himself for everything else that he's ever done, but um Good on you. Good on you, Nikki. I, I just think it's funny that a story comes out last week <laughs> saying that Latifi's pissed off that D- Daddy Papa didn't get him his upgrades for his car, <laughs> and now he he goes out. And has I saw best. a story last week about how he was going to be out out of F one. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the YouTube video yeah. I had up. No, I saw one where, where he was pissed that it, uh, he didn't get the upgrades he wanted, so he was pissed off. And if if, if that's the case, you know they should be. Um, I don't know. I think they got them before this race, though. I I believe. Yeah, yeah. But if he's not getting the upgrades and his dad's basically the the, the funding the team, then that's a uh, also yeah. Shout out Williams for like he basically built a car with no downforce this year, like in a season where the only thing you really need is downforce. The Williams guys at that team again, the tenth best engineer team in the world for race cars of, of this nature just decided they didn't need any downforce or side pod action it, or any of that isn't, stuff. Isn't it crazy how like um, Ferrari's strategists have a side hustle as Williams, Williams, uh, <laughs> Williams engineer, uh, aerodynamicist <laughs> that have a, a third day job as McLaren strategist on the side. It's just, yeah. So yeah. As Daniel Ricardo's personal trainer, it's all the same. Yeah. Guy. It's it. Yeah, it's all Matteo Bonato. <laughs> Matteo Bonato. He's doing all of this stuff behind the scenes. He's sabotaging everyone. I don't know who's profiting, but clearly someone is, and he's the the phantom face behind this uh, this operation. Um, obviously, Albin went out with that crash, um, but still a, a, a good week for uh, for Latifi there with the Williams. Speaking of the back markers, Haas. We'll get more into them later. Spoiler alert, um, at least uh, from from my mouth. Yes, but Haas. Pass is back, baby, what? at least for this week. Um, last week, they started fifth and sixth, and they both <laughs> finished out of the points. This week, they started like 18th and 19th, I believe, or 17th and uh, 17th and 17th and 19th. Magnuson were Magnuson and um, and Mick Schumacher, 17th and 19th, and they and double points for half. I mean, they. Fifth and sixth, nothing like They clearly pulled this. the opposite of McLaren and did the, we're going to take advantage of all these cars being out. We're going to go score some points. Well, it's Ricardo. Um, but we're going to go score some points. And good for them. Also, Mick drove pretty well. Mick and Verstappen were racing against each other. That was. Mick drove very well. That was. Mick and Verstappen. That was crazy. On, yeah. <laughs> edge of my seat watching Mick and. And we all Mick were convinced. Like, we all, we all were convinced that Mick was going to crash on like the last one. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because sense. he was in, he was in eighth place so it was like yo buddy like again i'm not here to judge you but like shouldn't you shouldn't you maybe just bring this home and get your first points like we were all nervous for him um but to be fair he had every right to battle max and i thought mm, that was that was the only driving of the day that i really had a problem with and maybe it's a little bit of bias but i i think max got his elbows out a little bit too hard um, there at the end, he was getting and you know he wide, can man. blame it on the car, but it was no, he was he was changing his line in the middle of the corner. Um, yeah. when when Mick I thought um was was kind of clearly about to pass him, um, but I guess the difference between seventh and eighth doesn't really matter. Mick brought the car home in one piece, and he brought it home in eighth place, scoring points. Again, Haas, you know, 
last week was a disaster, but they uh, they were back this yeah. week. Don't don't um, look now, but Haas creeping up on the AlphaTauri. Uh, they're they're cre- they are creeping up on the Tauri for seventh place now, seven points back. Um, we had talked last week again when we when we were talking about McLaren that this, I was like somehow every week they're in fourth place, but it's it's close, and it was Alpha Romeo coming up behind him. This week, it is now the the Alpines are chomping at the butt. They are right behind him. The Alpines are six points behind McLaren. Next Boy. week, I'm either expecting a Lando Norris win oh, yes. or Alpine have it, being in fourth place ahead of ahead of McLaren. Ocon obviously crashing out, but Alonso brings more more points home. Alpine's kind of quietly been uh been holding it down here, Ian. You gave him a lot of praise last week, but they're 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 holding it no, down. No, they are, and they look like the fourth best team on the grid. It is still amazing to me that somehow McLaren is ahead of them because I I mean Norris has been the best driver out of the bunch, but just that where the distance between Ocon and Alonso has pretty been pretty similar this year. Alon- or Norris has been I think Norris has been they are they are nine and ten in the standings. O'Connor Alonso. Yeah, and I think Norris has been a little bit better, uh, but Ricardo's has been so. Bad. And Norris Norris is seven, and Ricardo's fourteen. Yeah, just but it's just Ricardo's been so, so bad. It's, that it's yeah. like I think hey, I could I could see. I mean, it, Alpine should get them this week, but we'll see. Like I said, this, this seems like whenever they get close, maybe we'll get a, the Lando Norris win. Daniel Ricardo will pull exactly. Up, we'll pull fourth place, and then uh, we'll get a you no know, D, uh, DNF for uh, both Alpine drivers. So we'll see. I'm yeah. not. I'm not seeing it based on no, recent no, performance, no, no. but but that's that's F1 for yeah. you. Yeah, Al- Alpine are sitting pretty right now, man. They're they're putting hay in the barn while while teams around them are are collapsing. I mean, it's a much better metaphor <laughs> from John. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, you know, they're they're gonna have pie on their face not, next week, man. If you're Alpine, you're not worried about uh, Alfa Romeo or you know. You know I mentioned this earlier, but Su- Yuki Tsunoda had to apologize for crashing into his own teammate. Like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's going on over at Alphatari. So, if you're Alpine, I think you gotta you gotta seize seize this and, and grab every point that you can at this point in the season. No, they have a they have a very 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 good chance um, uh, to, to to finish the season fourth and even get get in fourth place right now. Um, speaking of uh, of Yuki Tsunoda and the Alphataris, which we will segue to right now. Another radio message queued up for you guys. Uh, when Yuki hit Gasly, I just this gave me too big of a chuckle to knock you up. Synchronized spinning. That's the, the only thing you can say after you just, just spun out trying to pass your teammate on the inside for no reason, right? Like. Alpha Tauri, it's not the first time we've had to have this conversation this year. Um, huge, huge step backwards. Just there's been a lot of bad luck, but also Yuki Sonoda, the last two weeks or last two races, rather, has crashed exiting the pit lane into the wall and then crashed into his teammate. So this ex- this is starting to become a very, very expensive problem for uh, for Alpha Tauri. And just unfortunately, another another week where, you know, Gasly's skill couldn't really come through. There's not really anything that that that, that they could do with it. Is there anything else regarding Alpha Tower? It's just kind of a throwaway week yet again, right? Yeah. No. I mean, that's kind of kind of season's been. It's been a. Uh, it's been it's been tough. Tough for the Tari boys. Just they. Yeah. No. They. they I mean, these. They seem to always have. A lot of issues. It's not. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes there's not. Most of the time it is their fault. And I don't know. I just really like to see Gasly and Snow to have some success. And it just it's been tough. It stinks, oh, we, man. We love them. Yeah, we love them, and they just they such a good looking car too. Like I love them. watching that car go around the track. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. No, it's tough. And yeah, my like my two my two teams. I'm you know I'm always here for every week. It's it's Ferrari and Tauri. Those are you know those are, those are my guys. You know, and it just it just hasn't worked out. Um, we've we've been been rolling on this. Uh, I think we've pretty much touched on everyone that needs to be touched on. We ready to get into some Rockstar Wanker? Let's do it, big time. All right, who wants to take the lead? Seems like you guys are you guys are both John. You both answer. John, you take the lead on this one. Um, superstar first or, or wanker first? Rock, rockstar, rockstar and yes, rockstar yeah, go for it. Superstar. superstar. 
<laughs> Superstar and masturbator. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go and give it to Lewis. Um, I just love watching him kick it up a notch for Silverstone, and and I think that the crowd really gets into it too. They they take it into a whole different gear when they see Lewis cutting up and and, and doing well out there. So overall. Um, I think I had predicted a win for George Russell or something on the last pod. So naturally, he doesn't even make it to the first turn. Um, so shout out to Lewis for picking up the slack there <laughs> on my prediction. All right. Um, I think there's kind of one obvious rock star. And it's not even really been a rock star, but just, um, again, the shot to the halo for saving, saving people's lives again this week. So that's that's always fun. Um, but I'm going to go with my rock star of Carlos Sainz for that first career W. Absolutely love it for our boy Carlos. Um, he, I, he earned it. I don't care what people who think they know on Twitter tell me or what you guys think. Anytime you win a race, you earned it. Carlos Sainz earned that win. So happy for Carlos Sainz. Rock star of the week. Yep. I, I, I agree with you. Like like I said, before I before I got on a Twitter like the idiot that I am, my main takeaway was just like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Vamos Carlos, all this stuff. It was it his dad and uh was it his dad and Hamilton's dad who were hanging out there? I believe so. I I at, at the end there were some some awesome some awesome shots of them. Um like you said, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd play the Beyonce song, but we do not have enough money to warrant even a, a very minor lawsuit hmm. um, from, from from her lawyers. So we will not, but shout out to Halo. Incredible. Saved minimum, minimum two lives uh, in one day. Um, incredible showing. All the safety measures worked to perfection. I'm going to give my rock star of the week two hats because I gave them wankers hey, of the week nice. last week, and we have reversed the meme. It is the, the prophecy has been completed. Last week they were wankers. This week they are rock stars. We look like rock we have stars. Gone 360 rock degrees. Star. This week we look like rock stars. Yeah, incredible. Mick, I mean double points, but Mick finishing Mick finishing eighth place. First points ever. Battling with Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Max's car was you know broken to all hell, but that doesn't matter. Nothing will will ruin this. Did you guys see the quote from Sebastian Vettel? Because Vettel finished behind Mick. He was in ninth, and he he yelled like, "Go Mick, go Mick!" (laughs) It's like, oh my god, my heart sank. It was just the most adorable. There's a picture of them because it was Vettel's birthday, I believe, too. Oh, and and yeah, the picture of them hugging after the race. And it was also Tom Cruise's birthday. Yeah. Shout out uh, Tom Cruise. For- Tom Cruise I got multiple texts about Tom Cruise hanging out in the exactly. This guy, this guy knows. Apparently, people say that Checo and Tom Cruise look alike. No, I, I think they got to do. I, I don't see it. I look more like Tom Cruise than, than you just you just haven't you just you you've never seen him in the same place. That's why that's why Tom Cruise has to be hanging out in the Mercedes garage during the race. He's doing he's doing both things at once. It's incredible. Um, also, uh, shout out uh, as my kind of like secondary uh, secondary rock star, FIA, not getting themselves involved in that race. There were so many incidents of people kind of pushing each other off track. But it was it was all just racing, and like a lot. I think it was Fernando Alonso. He was a little heated at the end, being like, "Well, if I got five, if I got a five second penalty in Canada, you know, for weaving on the straights, then he should get 10. And they they, they didn't do it because Fernando kind of thought he was going to sneak his way into you know into a uh, you know top three or four there. Didn't happen. But the FIA basically said, "Yeah, like unless this unless you do something ridiculous, like it's all good, man. It's racing." And uh, for as much crap as we give them, I just wanted to give them a bit of a, you know, positive nod for once when they just kind of they, they let the racing take over. And lads, that was the best racing we've seen all year. Oh, yeah. Not no, question, yeah no questions asked. For sure. So shout out. Shout out the FIA. You're not going to hear me saying that pretty much uh, pretty much ever Never. again. All right. Wanker. Anyone? Bueller. Johnny, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh this one was easy for me, but those those liberal hippie bags trying to pro oh oh nice I know you guys would no, I'm I do, well, yeah. whatever the cause may be great you could be fighting to stop childhood cancer but if you're out here sitting on a Formula yeah, One racetrack with with racing machines capable of going 200 miles an hour 
around the said track. You're out here sitting down in the middle of the track. Just it, it, no one, no one likes you. You're just bringing. We all think you're annoying. You know, you're ruining. You're doing more harm to your own cause by being an obnoxious a hole. Uh, and you know, thank God the stewards swiftly swooped in and, and they kicked were some ass. On yeah. That. Yeah. Um, but well, well, I'm sorry. No, it just really pissed me off. I, I, I hate that. If you want to, if you want to make a change, you know, there are other ways to go about it. It's not gluing yourself to an NBA arena. Like it's, this is, I mean, you're going to get, you're endangering, obviously your own life. You're endangering the driver's lives. You're endangering specters of you're doing, you're like this, this is not like going on the field at a baseball game or what I'm I'm trying to say, like how people have like the Timberwolves where they put themselves on the floor. This is, Highly different animal, and yeah, no, I, I you can pro, you know, no, yeah, people were uh, like zip tying themselves to goalposts sure, and soccer. Track, no, absolutely, not. yeah, man, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, I mean, Lewis Hamilton, like you know, as he always does, had a very measured answer, and then they, they like Mercedes even like clarified it to like dumb it down for the simpletons because he he basically said something, and then everyone was misinterpreting it, and they said no, Lewis says. Like the Mercedes put out a statement saying like, Hey, here's a summary of what Lewis said. And it says that he, he might support their cause. And he thinks that they have a right to peaceful protest. This was not the way to do it. Sitting on a, sitting on a racetrack and endangering people endangering other people's lives is not a peaceful, is not a peaceful protest. When, when you saw that, that the, the Joe crash yeah. for the first time, I never thought there was a chance in hell that I would find myself saying, thank God that happened because thank God that ha- that happened, knowing that he's totally fine because there's roughly like a minute and 20 seconds. By the time the protesters got on the track, it would have been 50, 50 seconds before cars are hurling towards them on the track yeah. and you're relying on at that point you're relying on a lot of human beings happening to be seen and looking at the same things and relaying the right information to the right people in such a short amount of time that that could have been disastrous and that really would have taken away from the race and so like again knowing that they're okay it, it it's better that they did not get the plot because they would have had to stop the race yeah the stewards yeah. would not have been able to get them to a safe area in time to continue the race. They would have had to yellow, yeah. you know, virtual safety car or whatever. They would have had to do something. And it's, it, it, I don't know. I'm just, it, yeah, not, not the right way um, to go about this. Johnny's over here. Frank Reynolds, the liberal. <laughs> yeah, you, guys are much, you guys are much more level-headed about it, but that, that crap just, pisses me off i i mean i don't care who you are but... well, again they, they've yeah i, they, yeah. My, I might yeah. i might 100 percent support their cause the i'm not here to talk about my politics oil, i'm here to talk about oil that. is uh you know is uh one of the dregs of this earth and you know the day that electric cars dominate the market can't come any sooner you know i'm all i'm pro environment but uh i'm anti hippie uh sitting four wide on a track taking up the whole track dude yeah. there would have been there's no way it doesn't to, matter if they're yeah. hippies like it could have been like anti it could have been like big tobacco protesters and like again yeah. who yeah like johnny you said earlier it could have been like anti-child slavery protesters it's just like that like that's man that's not the way yeah. that's that that's 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 not the way to it's just selfish anyway to my wanker of the week keeping it keeping the segment on top on top of here um good good choice for johnny as well though Someone had to do um, Ferrari. Ferrari and their strategy. We're yeah. gonna go with, that was my number one. We're going to go with the Ferrari driver, Rockstar, but Ferrari team, strategy, everything else, wanker. Because like like I said at the start, despite their best efforts, they still won that race. Um, so Ferrari. <laughs> so they, they, they had the wrong guy win the race. Like, look, we all love Carlos Sainz, but he's not the dog in this fight. You have one chance, and it's at Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc was driving faster than Carlos Sainz with a broken wing on old hard tires. Well, Sainz let him pass at one point. He was just like, they was like, all right, yeah. yeah. And but Sainz won because because Ferrari refused to pit Leclerc at the right time, 
and they just uh yeah absolutely uh absolutely screwed him over ferrari was also my my number one um wanker of the week my number two was uh unfortunately yuki snoda um it's just you know fool me once shame on me your teammate dude yeah 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 and especially after last week you know where he he bends it into a wall coming out of the pit lane it was like again i'll give you the benefit of the doubt as a young driver um that's that's fine but two weeks in a row and the second week is for two races in a row and you crash into your own teammate that's um that that's a no-no um that was really bad so i would have gone with ferrari if he did not say them but uh my number number two is uh yuki sonoda any other points on uh on britain before we get into this weekend's race from austria i think we covered it we got everything all right we've got the 2022 austrian grand prix from the Österreich ring um i believe it's in spielberg Austria, um, more commonly referred to as well, actually, technically, it is called the Red Bull Ring. It was it formerly was known as the uh, Osterreich Ring um, until Red Bull bought it and uh, renovated it. This is going to be maybe, well, maybe not my most fun um, last five drivers to win this race because this uh, the race as we know it existed from you know in the seventies and the eighties. It existed in, until until two thousand three. And then they brought it back in 2014. So it, 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 we're missing a decade from 2003 until 2013. There were no races. So somebody, let's get guessing on the last five winners Max of the Austrian Grand Prix. There you that go. We got one. <laughs> okay, who's who's the, the guy? Max won last year. Who won before him? I mean, but just start naming okay, it. Uh, I, feel like there's a, I feel like there's a Hamilton there somewhere. It's got to be. There is, there is one Hamilton. One Hamilton win. Okay, so we got Verstappen, Hamilton. I feel like there's a in between them. Somebody else won though. Uh, in between them, Christ. so you know it's recent. Nico Rossi. Who else won races in the last? No, 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 no. Who else won races in like the last four years? Who's the only other guy? Valtteri Valtteri Bottas. It's like the only guy. How quickly we forgot like, Mr. P8 in the standings. I was like, I was like okay. Um, no, yeah. So Valtteri Bottas actually has two wins here. He has 10 wins total in Formula One, and 20% of them are at the Red Bull Ring in the Austrian Grand Prix. Uh, so we've we've got the three most recent. Ian, you said Nico. Nico is the, the fourth. So who's the, the, the last one before that? Here's your hint. It is pre them bringing the race back. So it's 2000 before 2004. Oh, Jesus. Before 2004? Yeah. Um, it's more Ian's wheelhouse. I promise you it's easier than you is think. Schumacher? Yes, it wow. is. <laughs> I was going to. That's like, why okay. I do these every week. Somehow Michael Schumacher makes his way into the. I just say, if, it's, if it's pre 2004, there's only about a handful of guys that's going to be right around that time period. And that's always a great place to start. And uh, yeah, it can just continuing the, the little fun facts. We have the Valtteri stat. And then, um, yeah, Max has won. Uh, Max has won three times, but he also won because last year and the year before, because of COVID, they did back-to-back races at the Red Bull Ring. Yeah. So they had the Austrian Grand Prix and then they had the Styrian Grand Prix, which was at the same track, but they had to call it something different. Max also won the Styrian Grand Prix last year. So he's won four times at the Red Bull Ring. Lewis Hamilton only won the Austrian Grand Prix once. But he won the Styrian Grand Prix in 2020, so he actually has two wins at this track. Yeah, Max, Valtteri, Lewis, Nico, Michael Schumacher. Yeah, sounds like my hot yeah, tub party. Like on Friday. I, knew, I knew. Yeah, exactly. I knew Mika Hakkinen won this race. I knew Mika Hakkinen won it. Don't know how. That was gonna mess. He won it in. Two, that was a, a deeply two, yeah repressed memory from in your childhood. 2000, Mika Hakkinen won this race. Do not remember David Coulthard winning in two thousand five year old. But Ian. I remember Mika Hakkinen winning this race. We love it. That's um, yeah, that's that's uh, man, that's that's pretty much all the fun facts I got. Yeah, I had uh, yeah, the the renaming of the track, um, all the all the past winners. I think, um, unfortunately, Max Verstappen is probably going to win this race by forty five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else has any predictions. We're not big on predictions because you know who the heck knows what's going to happen in Formula One week to week. But that's that's I'm going out on, on on my limb here. Yeah. No. I think that's I think that's pretty fair. Um, yeah. 
it's he he does really well here. It's 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 their pretty much their track. Um, the Red Bull rig. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a boring race. Is that where they do their testing or? Um, I would assume, yeah. um, or, or they it, it, in some capacity, you know, they're not allowed to like you know, you know, test certain aspects more you. than other teams based on FIA regulations. But I mean, it's it's yeah, it's their, yeah. their home circuit. It's the the owner of the team owns that track. He's the one that rebuilt it. Um, just another. Yeah, they stopped using campaign. the track for ten years, and then yeah, and then he yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and it's the Red Bull Ring. And you know what? It works because I know that that track in Austria is called the Red Bull Ring. Like every every other race is kind of like hit or miss. Like what's the what's yeah. the track in Miami called again? Who knows? Yeah, the Miami Grand Prix because it. I'm, I don't think it has a name. Yeah. Like Miami Street. Yeah, the or parking again. lot around Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Like no, but I mean, I just I, I looked up the results from last year's race, and it really wasn't that close. Uh, it was Max Valtteri two, Lando three. And he had a pretty comfortable lead, so I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't repeat itself. Yes. And Max won the steering Grand Prix as well last year. Yeah. So Max swept the uh, the head-to-head in Austria. This track's, I mean, like, you know, coincidence or not, like whether they're doing any testing there or not, like this track sets up very, very, very well for the Red Bull. Um, I think Ferrari is going to be very upset that they did not um, give Leclerc a better strategy this week, yeah. and I think Red Bull extends their lead next week. But I love, I love this track, and I'm very excited. We got a, we got technically four races this month in the month of July here in the states. So let's keep it rolling, keep it rolling, lads. Anything else? That's all I got, man. No, brother, just trying to keep the keep the momentum going. They're coming, they're coming fast, and they're coming hot. So. Yeah. Coming fast and furious. We'll see. We'll see how things shake out after Austria this week. We'll catch you guys.